Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, it's Positively Ernie Extra, New York's TV legend and 77 WABC radio talk host with positive news and interviews to inform and inspire you. Now, here's Ernie Anastas. All right. Hi, everybody. And uh, we have another great show for you today. There are so many topics. Many times when I'm thinking about what to talk about, I have such a list. I mean, not only do I have a list, you know, written down from all the stories that I've covered over the years uh, in New York as a, as a main anchor, uh, you know, but I, I also have, you know, a, a mental list because I follow things that are happening every day. And, and today I was saying, you know what, I want to talk about young people. I, I've always had an interest in, in youth. I started uh, at 16 years old when I was on radio back in my hometown in New Hampshire. And imagine that. My, my first job was talking to other young people. And it was a talk show. And I did it on the weekends. And it was so much fun. And it developed into a career. So, you know, when I think about my interest in, in young people, it, it brings me all the way into my adult years. And covering news in New York, being an anchorman, I always uh, would do other programs that were related to young people. I did a program called The Next Generation and interviewed a, a bunch of young people and talked about issues that were important to them. Sort of a throwback to what I started with. Isn't that amazing how sometimes you, you kind of go back to your roots, remembering and thinking about what you did and why you enjoyed it so much, and, and maybe you should continue. So let me give you a quick story, because I, I want to talk to somebody in, in a minute that's so fascinating. Um, when I would go out to different schools in the New York area, talking to young people in elementary school, uh, I would just be talking about news coverage, you know, and how much fun it was for me to cover the news, even though there were serious topics. And many times I would turn to children and I'd say, okay, so how about if I put you on the news tonight? You know, do you want to be on the news? And, and I would look at their faces and they would light up and then someone would put up their hand and yell, okay, I'm going to have to shoot somebody. And, and I would hear that and the kids would laugh. And I said, no, 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 don't, 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 don't laugh. There's nothing funny about that. Because, you know, I think many times we all figure that what's on the news is rewarding bad behavior. Someone does something wrong. Okay, let's face it. That's what the news is about. But it shouldn't be all the time. We should have some balance. And every time I would hear a child talk about doing something wrong to be recognized, that bothered me. And it led to a book, uh, and it was called Ernie and the Big News, The Adventures of a TV Reporter. And I had so much fun with that book. We gave out 20,000 copies in New York and talk to all of these young people about how there are good stories that we can share on the media and share with one another. And it's the topic today that I really want to talk about, and uh, it's an interesting one. So I've invited someone very special, someone very dear to my heart. She's an amazing human being. Her name is Joan Bauer. She is a New York Times bestselling author, screenwriter, songwriter, speaker who has won numerous awards for her 14 novels and more for young readers. Hi, Joan. How are you? 
Oh, Ernie, hi. I am I, I'm doing well. It's so good to be with you this morning. It's a wonderful opportunity for us to talk. And, and, you know, you are doing so much. You've worked with young people. You've written all these books. I want to ask you, you know, you know what we're talking about today, and that's the influence that the media has on young people, particularly when they're watching the news. With your experience, Joan, and, and your family, um, what is your feeling about young people watching the news and what we should be looking out for, how to help them? You know, I want to tell you a story that is Fred Rogers, the great Fred mm, Rogers, sure. told this story. <laughs> and he said that when he was a boy and something frightening happened in the world, his mother would always say to him, pay attention to the people who are helping. Mm. Those are the words, those are the ones yeah. to learn from. Right. And I feel that that, that, that message and that lesson mm-hmm. was never more important than today for yes. us to grab yes. hold to. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, parents have such a tremendous influence. Uh, there was a survey out and asked a lot of young people, who are your heroes? Mm-hmm. And, and they didn't jump and talk about a celebrity or a sports figure. Um, almost all of them responded the same way. My parents. The influence that a yeah. parent has on a child is just incredible. It's there, and we have to recognize that, and parents have to make sure they pay attention to it, particularly when kids you know, are watching the news and following the events of what's happening. Um, my concern, Joan, and, and I know you are concerned the same way, is how the news can influence a young person's mind. And uh, when they see all of these negative stories, what does it do to them? How, how does it make them react? Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting that often a child will sit down and watch an entire news show, Hmm. but often they'll just get some of the images, the scary images. Sure. They'll just hear something on the radio. So they don't get it in context. And even if they did, Mm -hmm. they don't necessarily have the skills to process it. I think I think there are a lot of scary things going on out there. But I think that one of the one of the ways um, is to sort of pull down the truth Mm. and for an adult to say to a child to help them gain kind of a sense of personal control. Let's talk about let's let's talk about what's going on. You can't talk about everything. No, but that's the key talking. Yeah, let's talk about a couple of things. What are you seeing? Are there, is there anything that you're kind of concerned about? Mm-hmm. And and when you begin to open up these con- conversations, it, right. it's it's so powerful. I think some sometimes, you know, um, adults are like ship captains in stormy seas mm. with kids. Yeah. You know, we have to set our compass sure. to true north. And to me, the true north means let's talk about the mm-hmm. fear. Let's talk about the kids' strength. Right. I think it's important not to just talk about one thing, but always then say, okay, we are now in a time, yeah, where these things are going on and yep. they're scary. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about how to be people of grit right. and people of strength mm-hmm. in these times. You know, Joan, um, that is the key, in my opinion, too, being able to talk 
Um, many times, you know, uh, we're stuck with technology and people are on their telephones. How many times do you go out and you see families at a table and, and no one's talking to each other? You know, we're all on that telephone and, and this is the way they communicate. I, I get very concerned about that. And, you know, years back, and I've reported the news, as you know, many years in New York, uh, we didn't have some of the stories that we have today. I mean, mm-hmm. you talk about children bringing it home. How many shootings? I don't even want to mention them. Oh. In schools, yeah. Right. In, in, in places yeah. of worship, in malls, on the street, everywhere, and you turn around and you say, hey, these kids, you know, are feeling it. And, and I talk to a lot of families, and, and their kids have had nightmares, worried about that. But you have to sure. talk to them. You have to explain to them. You have to give them a place to go. And if you don't, yeah. um, then, you know, they, they start internalizing a lot of this stuff, and it can lead to some, some problems. I agree. And the word that you keep using, Ernie, is to, not at, Mm -hmm. not talk at them, Mm -hmm. talk to them and have the conversation. And I think it's a very powerful thing when a parent says, you know, I'm worried about this, too. Mm-hmm. I really thought about this. These are things that are not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not closing my eyes to, you know, one of the interesting things that can really happen, you mentioned the shooting, certainly, mm-hmm. my goodness, everybody yep. is, that's everywhere. Yeah. To actually develop, if you can, some type of a safety procedure. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's scary to think about that and say, oh, they're going to be more nervous. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think if all of a sudden you say, let's put together a plan, what would happen? You know, if something, if something happens and we need to leave right. the house fast, mm-hmm. let's make sure we have a to-go bag. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that, and everybody knows where it is. If we're in a situation where there might be a shooting, what are we going to do? Talk about it. There's Mm -hmm. something that brings it down. It doesn't bring it to size, but it it, it doesn't make you feel like there's nothing that you can do. Right. It gives them some sense of security. Right, right. That's right. You know, Joan, also, um, my concern many times, and and I don't mean to put down uh, many of uh, great colleagues and a lot of companies that are trying their best, but, you know, uh, and when you talk about age groups, too, you know, there are the young kids, uh, 5, 6, 10, 12, and then you get the teenagers, and, you know, there's this copycat syndrome that, you know, we could get into. And that's a, that's a frightening situation. Many times you, you hear stories, you see stories. I mean, real things that happen where these young people are doing uh, many of these terrible things. uh, And you say, you know, they saw that on television, they saw it in a movie. Well, that's hard Mm -hmm. to control. I know that, but I I would like to see, you know, the responsibility uh, with the media companies and a lot of organizations like the National Association of Broadcasters, uh, AFTRA, which is a union for broadcasters, Radio, TV, news directors, associations. I'd like to see them get involved a little bit more and look for the balance, which is what I try to do. Mm -hmm. Look for the balance of the news. We're going to report. We're not going to censor. We're going to report Mm -hmm. the hard stories. But let's get some other stories in there as well. More of that. More positive, uplifting stories so people know that it's not all bad. You know, that that is outstanding. And and I I, I couldn't agree with that more. And it's a powerful reframing of things so that we see, you know, yeah, these things are happening, but these good things are happening. And we can do that with individual children too, Ernie. Mm -hmm. We can say, yeah, this happens and and we're scared, but let me see what, let me tell you what I see in you. I see a strength in you and let's begin to find out what some of their passions are and begin to build those things up that have nothing to do with the news, but they're having successes. Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff, that kind of resilience training just stays with a kid. It It sure does. does. 
Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Joan, uh, you're, you're an amazing writer. Uh, you've won so many awards. You're doing so many wonderful projects to help kids. Let me ask you about this because we're, we're still talking about information here. This is what it's all yeah. about. And um, tell me what kids are reading today. What are they looking for? What, what are the most popular topics for, for young readers? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly, you know, uh, superheroes are very important <laughs> to kids. Yeah. Sports um, and, 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 you know, and all those things. That, and I think but when you think about superheroes, they're really fighting good versus evil. When you think about sports, that is developing skills and mm. being on a team and, and, uh, and, and all of that. They're taught and they're, they, they want, I think, the realistic fiction also about kids finding their voices, kids stepping outside of who they normally are or maybe their community and yeah. really making a difference. And there's some very, very powerful, you know, ways that stories just come into our oh, lives. Yeah. Ernie, you and I have talked about this sure. before, but you know, that, you know, if stories are just, wow, they're like smart bombs, you know, Aren't they? they can kind of go right down into our hearts and they mm-hmm. can just explode right where they need to be. Cause they teach us about choices. Right. They teach us, about about overcoming they teach us about ourselves mm-hmm. have have you seen um you know a, a lot of kids that, that are reading books you know or are they going into technology and uh, spending more time there than actually reading a book well readings reading scores sadly are just have you know plummeted it mm-hmm. it, it is very it's it it's really a, it's really a crisis so yeah, yeah. I think there's there's a there's a lot of video games. There's a lot of uh, not reading, and you know when 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 something becomes hard, right? We don't mm-hmm. want to kind of run to it. It, it right. kind of makes sense, mm-hmm. but you know how do we get them back with stories? And how do we get you know we can read together as families. We can uh, you know find new ways to bring stories into kids' lives, and we we can really f- and but but not just say here's a book, read it. Right to really get back to the conversation now. What mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're try to find out where our kids are at right now. Yeah. And start then in you know, bring a story into them and into their lives. It's talking about that kind of thing. It's it's very important. I I do think, and it's it's a hard thing to do, I think there have to be turn off times, unplugged oh, yeah, times for right. kids with a computer. I really do. Sure. And for families. And for, you know, kids to see their parents 
have a pile of books by their bedsides. You know, they just begin to see that. And I, stories, stories haven't gone away. No, they really haven't. I mean, video games are stories. Mm-hmm. And um, but but that kind of thing is we just begin to get it back. Yes. Just begin to start it. And sometimes there will be resistance, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's wrong. I've been thinking about strength training a lot. Mm -hmm. I really hate it. I hate lifting those weights. I really do. (laughs) And my muscles hurt and all of that. And I know that as I'm doing that, I am building something strong. And I think we have to think about this time with our kids. Mm -hmm. Let's put them into strength training. That's good stuff. You know, and and it does, I think, start at home. That's a real important base. And and role models. I'm I'm really into role models and making sure that you do set the example. You know, it sounds like an old expression, but it's true. If you show your child uh, that this is what you're doing and this is how you're sharing it with them, they're going to learn from that. We learn from our parents and we learn from our teachers as well. I think inspiring, Joan, inspiring young people especially makes a difference. Uh, I I started to talk about when I was going out to these schools and talking to these young people and giving them copies Mm -hmm. of my book, I I would share a story with them. I said, you know, when I was um, a teenager, like 13 years old, we had a career day and people would come in and talk about different types of work and different jobs and careers. And I remember talking to my homeroom teacher, Miss Evelyn Ryan, and I went over to her and I said, Miss Ryan, how do you know what to do? How do you know how to choose your career? And she looked mm-hmm. at me. She used to call me Ernest. <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> she said, Ernest. I said, yes. She said, whatever you enjoy doing will be the avenue to your success. Now, I'm 13 Um, years old, and I said, whoa. I said, yeah, what does that mean? She said, well, let me ask you this. What do you like to do in your your free time when when you're able to do whatever you want? And I said, well, I built a little radio station in my basement, and I Mm. play radio. She said, oh, that's it. She said, you have to love something. You have to have passion. And, you know, when I would go out to these schools, I would ask these kids the same question. What do you like to do in your free time? Maybe this is a job for you. And they would mm. light up. They'd put up their hands and they would talk about whether it was sports or they were like building things, blocks. Uh, maybe they, they loved fish and they were interested in oceanography. They would mm. just light up because they were in love with something that came natural to them. Isn't that a wonderful thing? That is a wonderful thing. And, and, and just to, to know that, that going back, we have, we people, we human beings have, cre- have been created with these special, special loves in our heart. And, mm. and to find that in kids, you know, I'll, I'll get letters from kids or I'll go to schools too. Yeah. And you know, remember one girl wrote me, she said, Mrs. Bauer, I wish you were my mother. And I oh, went, oh. how nice <laughs> I is that? So what a compliment. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, you really, you don't want to read a book where people aren't passionate about things. And that's the great, that's the great thing. Sometimes right now, mm-hmm. kids aren't kind of surrounded by that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of upheaval and there's a lot of, 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 of downward emotions right now. But if you mm-hmm. read a book where somebody's got a goal right. and they're, you know, they're, they're going to get through it no matter what it, it's just a powerful breaking open. I think, mm-hmm. I think of kids hearts, but the number one, yes. the number one, um, uh, you know, example of how you build resilience is to find passion, passion. To find a kid's oh, excitement yeah. and then encourage them. Wow. Okay. What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to buy a kit for you to build a, you know, right. to build a radio. We, I love the way some yeah. kids 
you know, I love the way you were, you befriended that boy who didn't have anybody to sit with. That was Mm. awesome. Good for you. You've got great people skills, whatever it is, really think about it Mm -hmm. and let kids know that there is something inside of them that the world needs. I, I call it, if I can do two things Mm -hmm. with four young people through my story, Mm -hmm. the first is to help them find the hero they've got inside. Good. Good. And the second is to let them know that adversity, if we let it, can make you stronger. Mm, that, that's a good point. That's very important because, you know, uh, uh, unfortunately, but it's part of life, kids have to go through these trials. They have to go that's through right. these difficult periods where they're having difficult times with relationships, you know, with other kids. Maybe they're struggling in school and, and other things that are happening in life, but they have to learn mm-hmm. that they can overcome that and it can become their strength. I like that, Joan, a lot. That's good. That's yeah, great. that's true. Yeah. And, you know, you look to sports yeah. and, you know, nobody was sort of born being a brilliant, you know, hitter, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You get to get out there and people, people pitch to you and they pitch to you and they pitch yeah. to you and practice really does work. And it works for emotions, too. It works with people. It's worth, you know, all of it. So I think if we can get into that kind of mindset a little mm-hmm. bit, we'll help kids just see, hey, yeah, failing is part of it. You know, right. striking out is okay. Yes. And all of these things, it's just part of how you grow. Right. It's not a failure. It's a learning mm-hmm. experience. And that's, that's what we it. have to drive home. You mentioned the word sports before we go. Uh, that's a great area. And, and a lot of parents, you know, push their kids in, into getting into sports. And I think that's wonderful mm-hmm. because there's so much to learn from that. I mean, they, they learn about responsibility and teamwork uh, and, and, and being gracious, you know, on the field. And I think mm-hmm. that it's a, it's a good thing to have our young people involved in sports. You know, just to close here, with social media and, and with technology, there's a lot of good you know, that we can, we can talk about. And, and I use it so much in my field, able to just have access to so much information instantly and good information too. But at the same time, we have to be careful because there are a lot of pitfalls Mm -hmm. and uh, use it properly. But let's go back to the basics, Joan. Let's read to our kids before we go. Tell me what you're working on right now. I know you have a lot of projects. I do. Right now I'm working on an adult novel um, about a, about a singer who, who loses her voice and she can't give up. She has to keep going to see if she can find it. Wow. I am. Um, I've written I've written a screenplay for my novel. Hope was here. That is going to be when the writer's strike is over. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, uh, it, you know, it, it, it is destined to become a movie. And uh, you know, I also have I also have a middle grade book that I'm uh, that I'm working on. So I like having different kinds of projects. But, you know, it's funny, uh-huh. Ernie, they all come down to this finding your voice. Yep. You know, just not giving up. What's the next step that I got to take to mm-hmm. get? You know what I, you know what what my characters want, and that's um, it's it's that's kind of my thing. Oh, so man. I love, you know, I love it. I love I love writing, and I love writing for well, different it, ages. It's, it's clearly it's clearly worked for you in so many ways, and you continue to do it. I love it, Joan Bauer. What a wonderful guest! What a terrific topic! And I, I hope that you know together uh, we've we've helped people who are listening to us uh, to learn something and to apply it to their life. Uh, that's what that's what this is all about. Joan, thank you so much. Please come back again, all right? Ernie, I will. Thank you. Love it. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. I'm Ernie Anastas. I'll catch you next time. All right, have a great day. And remember, you were born to be alive.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 